0: The COVID-19 pandemic has created an unprecedented time among our communities and in our healthcare system. It has led to extreme yet critical measures such as social distancing and safer at home in the hopes of keeping as many people safe and healthy as possible. Temecula Valley Hospital and the emergency providers of Emergent Medical Associates want to remind the community that our emergency department is open for medical emergencies, including support for heart and brain procedures relating to heart attacks, stroke, and more. This is TVH Health Chat with Temecula Valley Hospital. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're discussing how the ER is open for medical emergencies during COVID-19. Joining me is Jacqueline Horton. She's the Director of the Emergency Department of Temecula Valley Hospital. Jacqueline, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you join us today. Tell us what's happening with the ER at Temecula Valley Hospital at this time.
1: Hi, well, thank you for having me. We are seeing patients here. We're open for business. Uh, We've done all the safety requirements needed to protect patients from any communicable disease, um, which we've always done. We just are not seeing a lot of patients coming in as they should, which is concerning to us here. You know, patients are waiting at home because they're afraid to come in. So sometimes, you know, they'll come in and they've been sitting at home with stroke symptoms for two or three days. And as you know, things like that, you know, they require early treatment for the best outcomes. So that was why we thought it was important to remind the community that We have all the protective equipment that we need. We don't have a short supply here. We have taken all the measures required to keep people safe, and we want people to make sure they feel comfortable coming in. Well, thank you for
0: saying that, and as you're talking about what you're noticing, about people waiting too long to come in because they're afraid, at this time we're told to socially isolate and social distancing, What about the difference? Tell us the difference between home isolation and medical isolation. People hear these terms, they don't know what the difference
1: is. Well, what we don't want people doing is, you know, unnecessary socializing where you're risking spreading, you know, the disease. Now, when you need help, even if it's, you know, abdominal pain or or something you're suffering at home with, the intention was never to stay at home and isolate for those types of things. And that's why we prepared ourselves months in advance. When we knew that this disease was coming, we did the things that we knew would help keep people safe when they still needed to come to the hospital. But I think that, you know, people misunderstand and think that they're supposed to, you know, be staying at home and not going to the hospitals, you know, and that's only supposed to be reserved for, you know, people who have COVID or are very, very ill, and it's really not the case. You can have uh, an abdominal pain situation that turns into something emergent because you didn't take care of it early enough. So, you know, it was never the intention for people to sit home and suffer um, wondering if they had an emergent condition or not. Well, then tell us some
0: of the symptoms. You just mentioned abdominal pain and you've mentioned briefly stroke. Tell us some of the red flags that would be an indicator of a medical emergency that you want people to be aware of and thereby call 911 and come to the emergency room.
1: Yeah, sure. So, you know, any injuries, you know, also what we're noticing people, you know, they they might fall in and- break a bone and they're afraid to come in. I mean, things like that, those are also things that require emergency attention. You know, even a a bad cut or a wound, it needs cleaned. You might need antibiotics. You might need stitches. Those things are still procedures that are required, you know, and patients are staying at home with those things as well. So, you know, any injuries, people not being able to eat because they don't feel well, you know, or drink, those kinds of things, Can cause a patient to be dehydrated. So they still need to come in for those types of things. Any kind of pain that is not manageable with simple pain medications, any types of chest pain, obviously, any types of breathing problems, you know, things like that need to be addressed right away. Stroke and heart attack, you know, they have various symptoms, you know, significant weakness. That's also something that people are staying home with that they they probably need to come and be treated for. um any you know weakness on one side or the other, people feeling you know that pain that radiates down their arm or into their jaw. you know those kinds of things also need to be treated right away. And it's safe here. You know we we have um, the right areas to keep people safe and not exposed to other people. All of the separation, you know six feet apart. Everybody's masks, all those things that we need to do to make sure that the area is very, very clean and people, you know, we can't cross contaminate. You've taken all those measures. So, you know, the staff here feels super safe and nobody has been nervous about coming to work, you know. And I just wish that the patients would, you know, know that it's a safe place to be and please don't suffer at home in pain or with a concern that you feel like maybe you should go in, but you're not sure. Um, We're happy to see everybody still the same way that we did before.
0: Well, thank you for saying that and reassuring the public. So tell us a little bit about your process. You mentioned that you feel safe and your staff feels safe, which is wonderful to hear. For the patients that are afraid, what are you doing to protect them during medical emergencies? Tell them what you want them to know about your safe procedures and the protocols and the areas for medical emergency patients. How are you set up for this?
1: So what we do is either by ambulance or if somebody walks into the department, we are screening everybody at the door. So nobody comes in to any area of the hospital without being screened you know for questions relating to covid every patient gets masked so anywhere you are in the er every single patient will have a mask on every single staff person has a mask on that way we're not you know contaminating each other we have a separate area if you have any symptoms or concern about having covid or another infectious disease you go to a different area of the hospital. If you're walking around talking and fine, we take you to one area that the entrance is from outside. We have all the staff and the appropriate protective equipment. Um, we have the doctor look at the patient. We have, you know, we're able to test patients for COVID if needed. And those patients get treated in a separate area. Now, if the patients are too ill for that, and maybe they come by ambulance or they've come in, you know, from home and they're too ill to walk to that area and they need to be taken back to a room where they lay down for further evaluation, that is a separate entrance. You know, They're also masked. They get taken back to a separate area of the ER that is away from the other patients. It's completely closed off area where they're seen um, and taken care of in that area. And then if they're admitted to the hospital, they go up a separate route up to an area of the hospital that has been completely sectioned off from the rest of the hospital with, you know, the staff wearing the appropriate gear so that we don't have to worry about exposing anybody. So it's actually super safe here and we've created, you know, different areas for patients that we think could possibly have COVID um, to keep them safe and to keep the staff and other patients safe.
0: That is so reassuring, Jacqueline, before we wrap up. If they have a cough, you mentioned if they have trouble breathing or if they have chest pains or stroke symptoms, you know, any of these kinds of things that we know are emergent. What if they have a cough or flu-like symptoms or a a high fever? When, if they think they have COVID, do they call 911 or come to see you?
1: I think when they're feeling... Short of breath, absolutely come. Call nine one one, or you know get here as as soon as you can because we want to evaluate that and, and people can deteriorate quickly. And let us you know take a look and make sure that you're safe to be at home. You know we don't want someone sitting around waiting too long. You know um, because shortness of breath can progress fairly quickly. So I would say you know if you if you just have a little cough and a fever and you feel fine to stay at home, then yes, you self-isolate and you stay at home. But if there's a question about if you're too sick to be at home, if you're too sick to eat or drink properly, you know, those kinds of things, if you're too weak to take care of yourself, you know, we want you to come here. We want to take care of you and, and get you feeling better.
0: And then wrap it up for us with your best advice about the emergency room at Temecula Valley Hospital and what you want really the community to know about your readiness, your preparedness, and that you're there for emergencies should they need them?
1: What I think I would like people to know is, you know, as an emergency room, this is what we do. We're ready for things like this all the time. And, you know, maybe they're hearing about COVID, you know, and they're hearing about infectious diseases, but we have always dealt with these. We dealt with H1N1. We dealt with Ebola. We always have been prepared. We have preparedness plans, and we drill for things like this year-round. So this is not something new for us. Um, we're ready to take care of patients as we have always been. So I want them to realize that you know this is a hospital that is ready for anything that comes, whether it's a disaster, whether it's a pandemic, or whether it's a regular you know broken bone in the ER. This is what we do. Emergency rooms are supposed to be prepared for all types of emergencies at all times. So we're ready for them to come. We would, you know, we don't want people sitting at home, getting sicker or missing an opportunity to come and and get taken care of promptly as they should. Um, And I think that's just what I want them to know, that we're here like we've always been and we've always been ready. And yes, we took extra precautions for this because yes, we're learning more about it all the time, but we've always had preparedness for these types of things in our plans. So it's not a new thing for us to be ready for these patients.
0: Thank you so much, Jacqueline, for coming on with us today. And thank you for all of the great work that you and your staff are doing to keep the community safe. If you're having a medical emergency or if you're having symptoms that could possibly be an indicator of a medical emergency, such as chest pain, difficulty breathing, trouble lifting your arms and weakness, symptoms that might indicate a heart attack or stroke, please don't hesitate to call 911. Temecula Valley Hospital Emergency Room Department is here for you. For more information on COVID-19, including symptoms prevention and hospital services and programs, please visit TemeculaValleyHospital.com. That concludes this episode of TVH Health Chat. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Temecula Valley Hospital podcasts. Also, share this show with your friends and family on social media so that they can see what Temecula Valley Hospital is doing to keep the community safe. I'm Melanie Cole. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Temecula Valley Hospital. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians.